Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. Make sure you're giving your best information away for free. You're actually changing people's lives. That is what's going to get people to come back in. Honestly, that's what's going to allow you to get clients or build your business from creating content. You can absolutely grow your YouTube show rapidly. Stephen Bartlett has proved that hitting the 100,000 subscriber mark in January of 2022 and just being shy of the 1 million subscriber mark in December of 2022. So there are five lessons that Stephen can teach you on how to grow your business your brand, get more clients, build your YouTube show. And if you don't learn these lessons, you are not going to grow your channel nearly as quickly as you would like. Now, if you don't know who Stephen Bartlett is, he actually built a nine figure business and you know had a moment in his life where he was going to have all the things that he ever wished for and realized that wasn't what made him happy. And so as of 2022, he really doubled down on his podcast, which is a show where he brings on some of the brightest minds in the world to get their story, to get their mission, to help them share the thing that they want to be out in the world. And he does it in such a profound way that he has built one of the most respected podcasts in the world. So the first lesson that we want to look at from Steven is both something he does really well and something that I feel like he can improve, but that is sharing his message. The first place I feel like Steven does this really well is in his book. He has brilliantly laid this book out because he understands the psychology of people. He understands what it takes to get someone to listen. Too often what I see in YouTube videos is that someone says, hey, welcome back. They say, you know, hey, I, I feel like you should know who I am. Or if they're interviewing someone that says, hey, tell us about yourself when I don't even know who the guest is yet. There's so many moments where you as a viewer, you don't care what's going on yet because the person creating the content hasn't made you care. They haven't reached into your soul and said, hey, I want to help you change this. Hey, I know you want to grow your YouTube channel this year and not just because you want subscribers, but because you have a real mission, you have a real business, you have a real life that building your YouTube channel will help. You know, if I can reach in and help hook you into this video with something like that, you're going to watch. And too often we bring in, hey, here's my life story from someone that you don't even know, someone you don't care about yet. And so what Steven did was he solved some of your issues. He brought up some of your deepest, darkest fears and helped you to understand how to solve them. After that, he gave you some details about his life to help make you care about him, but not enough that you're really turned off by it. You wanted to learn more, but he was giving you life lessons as you were going. And then only after he had solved issues from you, really made you care about him, did he tell his story and the moral of you know everything that he's doing, what mission he's on all these things that really matter to him as a person then mattered to you because he had already helped you in your life. He had already answered some of your deepest, darkest fears. And he does that in his content as well. He doesn't bring up content and say, hey, tell me about yourself. If you look about a year back before he really started taking off, he'll you know, contribute really growing to being consistent, to releasing a new episode every week. And maybe that worked on podcasts. Podcasts aren't my area of expertise, but one of the things that I know really helped Steven to grow so quickly on YouTube is he found a format that works. He used to say, you know, tell me about yourself or, you know, a version of it that wasn't quite as poignant as what he does now. What he does now is he quickly introduces his guest and then he asks them a question that gets them to introduce themselves in the context of their mission, in the context of the thing that they're actually trying to do. And so one of the questions that I really love that he asks is what is the context I would have to understand to understand you? And so it's not tell me where you came from. How did you get here? Tell me about your childhood. It's here's your mission. I understand that. I've read your book. I've listened to a lot of content about you. What context, you know, what story about you do I need to understand to understand the mission that you're on? And then the people, you know, the guests hop straight into here's what changed my life. Here's how I got to this point. Here is the most important golden bits that you need to know about me in the next two minutes. 
to really understand where I come from and why I'm on the mission I'm on. We don't hear about you know rambling for 10 minutes. In fact, some of his older podcasts that I listen to because I don't even know how many episodes of Stevens I actually listened to in you know making this video, but it was a lot. I, I wish I could have listened to all of them, but with you know a few hundred episodes and each of them being at least an hour long, it, it wasn't possible to do for this video. But there were times where he let the guest ramble for a long time because of the question he asked. And you know when you ramble for 10 minutes, those videos didn't do well compared to the ones he does now where he gets straight to the point. He makes you care about the person and introduces them and gets them to share information that helps you as the viewer all in the same question. He's done this masterfully well, and it's not hard to do. It's something you can do, but you have to sit down and think about it. How are you introducing your content? If you're introducing solo content, so you're going to be talking head, you need to give some sort of you know, opinion that is different. If you can do that, people listen. Or if you have a guest on, the question cannot be, tell me about yourself. How did you get here? Who are you? People don't care yet because that person hasn't solved any issues for them. They haven't done anything that makes their life better. And so you need to do that first. Now on the side of this that I feel like Steven could absolutely do a better job. And I don't like to share advice where, you know, I'm giving pointers on saying, hey, you should do this better because I don't understand the context. Context is essential here and understand what he's doing. But with one solo episode per year, uh, at least for this year, I feel like so many people are here to hear Steven's message because Steven's content has impacted me so deeply that I want to hear his message. I want to hear from him personally. And he only did one episode in 2022. That was a solo episode. He did a lot more in 2021. And you know, maybe he felt like those weren't the best messages to share. But in 2022, we only got one. That was at the very end of the year. And looking at that video, so far, it's actually gotten more views at the time of posting than his Gary Vee video did. And so that just says that people really do want to hear from Steven. They really do want to hear his voice. And so interjecting that more. And the reason I give this advice is because you creating content, you need to make sure that your show, your channel, whatever it is that you're doing, if you want to be seen as an expert, you anchor your content, you anchor your show with you as the expert. And Steven does this fairly well in his interviews. We know he's the expert because he's talking about 50% of the time and maybe not even that, but he's always interjecting value and understanding of whatever the person's sharing. It's not this I have no idea about that. Tell me more. It's this thing going on. And I understand your concept around this this way. What about X? And he dives deeper. And we saw this with previous video that I did on Tom Bilyeu. He does the same thing. You know, these questions are not just surface level questions. These aren't off the cuff. These aren't off the top of the head. That, that can work, but these are diving much deeper. So if you go and you watch an interview with really any of his guests and you watch other channels, you are not going to get really any of those questions in Steven's content because he dives deeper. He starts way after the other podcasts would have ended. He starts way after the other podcasts would have ended and he really gets into the meat and you know some of the most poignant questions, which leads us into lesson two that you can learn from Steven. And that is that he really is a master of hooking in his viewer, how he does the intros of his videos, how he starts them and each question that he asks, how poignant it is and how he doesn't let his guests off the hook. He really gets them to answer these hard questions just keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time. So I wanna play one of his intros so you can see how masterfully he does this in hooking in his audience. There's certain things that I'm not ready to talk about. Why? I just feel like... She made me happy. Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. One of the world's leading marketing experts entrepreneur, investor, a New York Times best-selling author, and is one of the loudest voices on the internet. 
I've exhausted the conversation of grinding, learning how to be an entrepreneur in the streets of New Jersey. There was a kid who wrote a medium piece about me being the face of hustle. I was on a plane, I landed, and it was just all this chaos. And there was a lot of things that weren't true. There were some things that really like triggered me. I didn't inherit my dad's liquor store. I built my dad's store for him. I knew at 17 that I was a fucking guy. What's your dark side? The only place I feel like I'm dark is when I'm competing. We did rock, paper, scissors tournament with our leadership team. I quickly thought after I lost in the first five seconds, should I fire him? I was incapable dealing with losing. What is it that makes me want to be like this? And to be very frank. You don't have to give me the details. I'll tell you. It's Five years ago when we had a conversation, I asked you what your biggest fear was. I've got these photos here. In Russia. How does that make you feel? It's very clear to me. It's been there for a long time in my head. So as you can see there, he does a phenomenal job. And his coming soon segments, this is something I recommend for my clients. If you have a podcast, we absolutely want to take some clips from throughout the podcast and put it at the beginning. The amazing thing that Steven does is he really tells a story with that coming soon. It's not just some random engaging clip, which is the easy thing to do. He tells a story in that 90 seconds. And his beginning, his intro, his hook is 90 seconds, which is very much on the longer side. I usually recommend 20 to 40 seconds. So he's over double that, but he does it so masterfully, I wouldn't have him change a thing because he hooks you in with so many golden nuggets where you watch that and you're like, oh, I want to know what he said. And when I first started watching these, these intros kind of seemed annoying because it's like, oh, it's cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. But what I learned is that he's telling this story. And if the first cliffhanger doesn't get you, which, you know, as a video editor, you know, something that I like to do as a video creator, it's hard to pick those moments to the the just right moment that's going to hook everyone in. And so Steven's team or Steven doesn't leave that to chance. He makes sure that there are several different types of hooks as well as several different hooks that can say, hey, you want to know this? Cliffhanger. You want to know this? Cliffhanger. And he does it on just the right level that you want to watch. And so if one doesn't catch you, at least one of the other two, three or four in there should get you to want to watch the episode. So he does a masterful job here. 90 seconds, I would say it's probably the cap of a coming soon, but Steven's team does such a phenomenal job. So great, great work there. The next thing that he does is he introduces the content and this slows things down a little bit. There's something here that he doesn't necessarily need, but he does a masterful job and it's working really well. So the results speak for themselves there. So I wanna show you how he introduces his video, what I like about it, what I don't, and then how he really starts his conversations. Quick one. At the start of these episodes, I told you that 74% of people who watch this channel frequently haven't yet hit the subscribe button. And I told you that the bigger the channel gets, the better the guests get. And I hopefully I've delivered upon that for you. So there's two things I wanted to tell you. The first is if you've ever enjoyed this channel, could you do me a favor and my team here a favor, which is hit that subscribe button because it helps this channel more than you know. And as I say, the bigger the channel, the better the guests, but also we're approaching 1 million subscribers. And when we hit 1 million subscribers, we've been working for many months to do something very big in which we're all invited to. I'll reveal that when we hit a million subscribers. Enjoy this episode. All right, so the little blurb that he adds in there 
There's some things that I like and some things that I don't. The first is he's talking to returning subscribers. And for the most part, people that come to your content first are going to be new. He, he mentioned there that 74% of people watching his episodes aren't subscribed. And that's not because people watching aren't subscribing. That's because YouTube is continually finding a new audience for him. And so that's actually a good statistic that that percentage doesn't matter as much. What matters is how many views is he getting? Are, are people actually coming back? And so adding that tidbit in there, I feel like is unnecessary because he's doing a phenomenal job. YouTube is finding him a new audience all the time. And that percentage is going to change all the time. But what he did there is he, I hope you're enjoying the show. Podcasts are absolutely one of my favorite ways to consume content. But if you didn't know, I actually also have the video versions of all of these podcast episodes on my YouTube channel. So if you go to wearevideomakers.tube, it'll take you right to the We Are Video Makers YouTube channel. And there's a full playlist with all the branding with video podcast videos. So again, that's wearevideomakers.tube, or you can go down in the show notes and there's a link there as well. I'll see you over there. Also hooked you in again. He said, once we had a million subscribers, we're going to be doing something special that you'll be invited to if you're subscribed. So he gave you a reason to subscribe. Now, what I would recommend here is, you know, if you're going to learn from this, take the principles there, hook people in into the value of subscribing to your channel, keep it a little shorter, but put it in the middle of your show, put it in the middle of your video after the biggest moment of value in your video. If you're going to ask for the subscribe, which I don't think you always have to do, make sure that it comes after you've given crazy, crazy value because then people feel like this was a free video. I've gotten free value. This is changing my life. The least I can do is hit that subscribe button. You know, I'm, I'm in a place now mentally, emotionally where I feel like I need to give back. So I'm gonna hit that subscribe button. Don't do it at the beginning, do it somewhere in the middle, first third, last third, doesn't really matter as long as it is after a huge moment of value and you know it's into the meat of the video. And part of the reason that you don't really have a problem with him asking that so early on in the video is because of the amazing job that he does with hooking people in with that coming soon. If you were to hop straight into that, a lot more people would leave. His channel would not have done as well as it has. So take a lesson from that. The hook, that beginning is essential to get right. Afterward, you don't have to do things perfectly. You don't have to do things exactly the way that you need to, and you can still get incredible results. Now, he's getting a phenomenal result. So what he's doing is working, but you know, as a rule, what works best from with all the clients that I've worked with is, you know, moving that ask for subscribe if you're going to do that later into the video. That's not the thing I would recommend you do, but if you are, make sure you move it. All right, so let's see how quickly he gets into the good information on his videos. With age, my perspective and my recollection of my childhood and my understanding of what was most significant, defining and important has evolved. Mm. You've just celebrated your 47th birthday. Yes. More energy than ever, shall I say. But um, <laughs> what have you, as you re recollect on your, your childhood from, from that vantage point now, what are the new insights that you've attained about yourself? Probably the most recent one is like this incredible need to be a superhero. All right, so you can see here, he didn't jump into, hey, Gary, tell us how you got here. Hey, tell us like, it was a more poignant question. It was something that really is going to help him dive into maybe a topic that he's never talked about before or something that he hasn't talked about in quite as much depth. That's essential. We need to make sure that the questions, the, the value right at the beginning is phenomenal. And you look here, we're not quite three minutes in and we're already into some phenomenal value. We did spend more time getting that hook in. And so if you're not doing that, jumping straight into the value is also a great way to do it. But, you know, we talked about in the Tom Billy video where Tom really hops in quickly and he gets into the value that first 18 seconds. Here's another style. Steven gets into it a couple minutes in, but he has set the video up in a way that you're okay with it because you're hooked in. You've got to listen. You've got to watch, especially if you know Gary. If you don't know Gary, you know, he's done a really good job at 
creating this persona around Gary and helping to have these cliffhangers that you want to hear about. And so there's multiple ways to do this, but just make sure that when you actually get into the content, you're getting into value, you're solving people's problems like Stephen did in his book. Then you're giving them a little bit of information about you, about the guest, whoever it is, that helps them to care. And then if you want to tell more story, you can later after people care. And that story, you know, illustrates a point, illustrates something that helps people on their journey. Now, something that I love that Steven talks about quite frequently, and if you only watch his YouTube videos or only listen to his podcast, you might not have gotten this as much because it's, you know, something that he is a phenomenal at. So if you dug in and found his older solo episodes, you probably found this, or if you read his book, you did. But skill stacking is huge for Steven because the thing that he talks about is being the best in the world does not mean finding one skill and working at it till you're best in the world. And I think for some of us, we're high achievers, high performers, and we want to be the best. And we think, okay, if I perfect this one skill, I can be the best in the world. That's not necessarily what you have to do. And I love Steven's perspective on this because for those of us who want to be the best in the world, what he says is pick complementary skills that aren't commonly found in combination. And so for me, you know, I am an expert YouTube strategist. Am I the best in the world? No. Do I work with some of the best in the world? Absolutely. And business partner is one of the best in the world. Me personally, maybe not so much. I love video production. I love creating these YouTube videos. I love the lighting, the camera, like all of this gear. It excites me. Am I the best in the world? Not even close. But when you combine those two, now am I the best YouTube strategist with one of the best setups and technical knowledge of how to create videos? Yeah. As far as I know, I don't know anyone with that combination. And then if you throw another combination here of loving fitness, of powerlifting, of golf, of these other things where I can relate to certain people, which, you know, the skill, it seems so far out there, but it's complimentary because I'm competitive because I understand certain sports. I understand certain psychologies. I understand certain things about certain types of people. And I'm able to bring in that repetitiveness of practice, of competition, of things into the work that I do. And you put those three in combination, they seem odd. They seem like they don't work together, but it creates a very specific skill set at which I believe I'm the best in the world. That combination is what makes me the best in the world because I'm so unique. I'm the not the only one, but it's really hard to find other people comparable with multiple skill sets. And that's Steven's point here. Skill stacking can make you the best in the world. It can get you world-class success and world-class results in the thing that you do. And so his message to you is find those skills, stack them, and become the best at what you do. So if I have one piece of advice for you, for Steven, do more solo episodes sharing your mission. It's phenomenal, the message that you have. And people care so much more than you think that they do. If I'm here to tell you that shows that are anchored in only by their guests don't survive. They don't do well because of the ups and downs based on the level of guests. And they're anchored in an incredible host. They do phenomenally well. And Steven's proven that. Lesson three that you can learn from Steven is that he creates the content that he knows his audience wants to hear, but more importantly, the content that he wants to watch. So when he has these guests on, he's researched them. He's listened to their books or read their books. I'm not sure what he does. He's watched content, interviews, different things like that. And he gets questions that he wants the answer to. He doesn't just ask them the same rote questions or have a set of questions that he asks each guest. He really digs in and he figures out these questions that are soul searching, that get his interviewees to cry more often than I've seen on pretty much any show. And not cry, and he's not being mean. He's helping them to soul search, maybe even discover something about themselves through his show. And that helps you as the viewer discover something about yourself. It helps you to dive deep into your soul and realize I could be doing better. I, I really am happier than I think I am. 
you know, the route to happiness is not the one that I have planned out for myself. There are so many life-changing moments that I've had in watching Steven's content because he does the work. You know, he releases one episode a week and he pours himself into the work of getting to know his guests before they come on. And so if you have an interview show, this is one thing I would say, make sure that you are asking your guests questions that you want to know, questions that will help you, because if they are rooted in something that really will help you and you're not getting the answer in other places, your viewers are going to appreciate that. Your viewers are going to feel that. And if they're really changing and taking away value that it changes their lives, it changes things about them. It's not just content anymore. The show or the you know videos take on a life of their own. And people come back. People want more because you are putting in the work to create A plus level content. And that's the other thing. Steven is a stickler for quality. He's mentioned this many, many times in the show, but he wants the absolute highest. And so when he built out his studio, you know, his producer actually came in and said, Hey, here's four thousand dollars or four thousand pounds rather worth of equipment that we need to do the show. We should be good to go. And Steven said, Nope not ambitious enough. I want this to be the best show. Give me a new list. And he came back with 40,000 pounds um, worth of equipment, which is $55,000 US. And he's like, okay, cool. That's the list we're going to go with because I want this to be the absolute best show it can be. And do you need to go spend thousands of dollars on camera equipment? No, that's not the lesson here. The lesson here is with what you have, create the absolute best and highest quality content possible. Sometimes that is just the questions you're asking. Sometimes that is taking the time to really get your thoughts out on the message you're sharing in that video. If it's just you talking head, 100% okay. You make sure you're giving your best information away for free. You're actually changing people's lives. That is what's gonna get people to come back in. Honestly, that's what's going to allow you to get clients or build your business from creating content because people will see they've already changed my life and I've never met them. What could they do if I were to pay them and to work with them personally? So the other thing that Steven does really well is it's a conversation in these interviews. It's not a tell me about this, answer this. It is a conversation. It's going back and forth. And that helps to support Steven as an expert because he can hold his own in explaining concepts, in breaking things down, in asking those questions that dive deeper. And so if you want to interview people, this is something you need to do if you want to be seen as an expert in those videos. If one third of your videos is just interviews and you're bringing some guests on in your industry, that's fine. But then we need to make sure we anchor you as an expert. And the reason that Steven has such a phenomenal show that's anchored in his expertise, even though he's only done one solo episode in the past year, is because of this conversation-like interview because he's able to interject his value, his experience, lessons from his life, and you see him as an expert in his thing, talking to another expert in their thing, learning and growing together. And so that's essential if you want to interview someone and still be seen as an expert in your field. Now, lesson number four from Steven is something we haven't really talked about and is really crucial once you hit a certain level, once this becomes something you really want to do. But Steven advertises in the right places. Now, I don't know all the places that he advertises in, but I know that he at least advertises on four different airlines so that you can actually listen to his show on the airplane. I don't know if you can watch the YouTube videos, but he has deals with airlines to share his message. Now, I don't know everywhere that Steven advertises, but I actually do remember on one of my flights seeing an advertisement for his show. Now that I think about it, uh, this came to me just now. I was saying I'd never seen one of his advertisements, but I just realized that on one of my flights, I actually saw an advertisement for his show. And perhaps that was how I found his show in the first place. So he's doing this right. He has multiple airlines. And one of the tweets that I saw from earlier this year in April, he's, he signed four new airlines in addition to the ones he already had. I don't know what all airlines he's on, but he's paying money to be seen in the right places. If you are going on a one, two, three, four hour flight and you want some incredible content, he has one, two hour videos, podcasts that you can listen to and learn and grow. And his audience is there. 
business people are flying a lot. He's done a brilliant job marketing, which is something he does phenomenally well. And so that's a lesson that you need to take from this is that if you want things to grow, market in the right places. So if you're posting on TikTok saying, hey, go watch my YouTube video, probably not gonna work well. People are there for short content. They want TikToks or same with Instagram or Twitter, different things like that. What does work well is email. If you have your own email list, if people have subscribed to you and said, hey, I'm gonna send you over here, that works well. Advertising it on YouTube, meaning creating community posts, saying, hey, my new video is out. Having your guest do a community post saying, hey, I was on this person's channel. That works well. It's very specifically, this is a strategy that is not easy to do. You can do it. Advertising your videos on YouTube to the right audience in the right way, very specifically, can work. You can grow your organic audience. You're not paying for views. You're not paying for subscribers. You're attracting people. You're paying money to get more people to see the amazing content you're already creating. This is an advanced strategy. But one of the things I believe that has allowed Steven to have the incredible success that he has, I'm actually pulling up the graph here and you can see that in January of 2022, he had just crossed that 100,000 subscriber, which is a phenomenal mark for any channel. But as you can see, it skyrockets and he goes to almost 1 million subscribers. Um, I very much believe that by the time this video is out, February, he's going to be at that 1 million subscriber mark. No doubt in my mind, he's doing a phenomenal job. And even at just the pace he was at, he will for sure be there. So um, early congrats, Stephen, on hitting 1 million subscribers. I think that, you know, he's done a incredible, incredible job. Something that not many people can do. Are you going to hit 100,000 subscribers really quickly? No. Are you going to hit 1 million subscribers in a year? No. Most of you, anyway. Some of us can, as we can see with Stephen's case but there are a lot of things that he's done right. There are a lot of people that he's paying to learn, to grow and to do the right things. And so learn from him, learn from all the money that he spent, all the time that he spent, learn these lessons and apply them to the content you create and you will grow so much faster. Another thing that Steven does incredibly well is he brands his podcast. And what I mean by that is there are a couple of elements in the podcast that make you look forward to it, that make it feel familiar because the problem with some of the things that Steven has done is that if you're really diving into these deep questions that nobody else is asking, it doesn't feel familiar. You're not getting you know, a similar story or similar information as other places, which is phenomenal. It's incredible. It's something I recommend you and everyone do when you're creating content is bring new depth and new value to your audience. But one thing that Steven does is he says, hey, we have a tradition here. We have a particular thing that we do that makes this show the show that it is. And a couple of things at the beginning, you know, he usually says that, you know, this is the diary of a CEO. I hope nobody is watching, but if you are, keep it to yourself. And he said that was an accident, that he didn't plan on that, but that line is so profound. It is just mysterious and it hooks you in. So that's one of the branding elements. How Stephen asks questions has really created a brand uh, around how he looks, the black shirt that he wears, what he does in each episode. But at the end, he has past guests leave a question for future guests. And the guests never know who is asking the question, who's answering the question. And it's absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to play a little clip here and you can see this. We have a closing tradition on this podcast where the last guest asks a question for the next guest, not knowing who they're asking it for. So um, the question that's been left for you is, you seem nervous. Yeah, I'm very nervous. <laughs> why, why do people get people always seem to get nervous when I ask this question versus all of my <laughs> questions? <laughs> ask me any science question, yeah. I don't mind. Well, it's you know, right. um, the question that's been left for you is if you could say one thing to a family member you've lost, who would it be? What would you say, and why? I love this tradition. And part of it is Stephen doesn't show person asking the question. So like, for example, in this one, we're not going to see Dr. Tim asking the question for the next person. So really, you have no idea who asked the question or 
you know, who's going to answer your question. But it is profound that these questions come from such high-level experts in their field, people that are doing things at the highest levels. And the question that they would ask someone that means the most or brings out the most value are these questions left. And they're always different. And these are the moments that a lot of people cry in the interviews because it is such a deep question. And you've already gone through this journey with Stephen and the guest has really opened up very, very significantly. I don't know if there's any conversation before this happens to kind of build that rapport and trust, but the level that Steven's able to get these experts to open up is incredible. And so when you get to this question every single time, you know it's going to be amazing. And so you want to watch the end because this is always at the end of the video. And on YouTube, that's one of the biggest problems is getting people, one, to start your video, two, stay on the video for a minute or two, and then make it to the end of the video. And Steven does a phenomenal job, which has really contributed to his success on the platform immensely asking that question, making it a branding moment. He knows what he's doing. He's very, very good at what he does. Steven's success is something that definitely is a unicorn in the space. Going from 100,000 to just shy of a million in one year is not common, but there are five things that we just talked about that he does incredibly well. If you emulate these, I know you'll also grow. If you haven't already seen, I did a video similar to this on Tom Bilyeu. You can click the video right here and see it. We talk about how he got to over 3 million subscribers, the few things that he's done. He has a very different style than Steven. Click this video. I'll see you over there. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.